Keynes recommended governments run deficits during bad times and surpluses in good times. The surplus recommendation seems to be largely ignored. The idea is that, that recessions happen because there's this spontaneous behavior on the part of New Yorkers. They just stop going into the Carnegie Deli and ordering tongue sandwiches, and now we have a recession. There's massive unemployment as the Carnegie Deli has to lay off its workers, and the federal government can come in and fix this by providing the city enough money to finish building the Triborough Bridge. <laughs> yes, that is an oversimplification, but... <laughs> the analytical tests presented here face two main problems. One is that deficits may result from economic downturns, either as government revenue is lost endogenously, or because the deficit is purposely enlarged to combat the recession. Thus, recessions may cause deficits, and if this is the case, it becomes somewhat specious to conclude Keynesian stabilization policy fails to alleviate recessions. A further difficulty is that Keynes's recommendation for surpluses in good times is never followed. So we can't test theoretical Keynesianism, only Keynesianism in practice. First, we regress the unemployment rate as the uh, explanatory variable and the GDP growth rate, two explanatory variables on the deficit being explained here, expressed as a percentage of GDP. The positive significant coefficient on unemployment means that larger deficits accompany higher unemployment. And this is with annual data from 1948 to 2012. If Keynesian stabilization policy as practice has not been positively harmful, it certainly has not been especially effective. The insignificant coefficient on GDP growth may be due to multicollinearity. Then we take out GDP growth and just reverse the left and right-hand sides of this regression. So now we have the deficit explaining the unemployment rate. And again, we find a significant and positive uh, coefficient, meaning that deficits accompany, if not actually cause, higher unemployment. All right? We also find that every 1% of GDP, the deficit rises, based on the size of this coefficient, that increases the unemployment rate by one-half of 1%. And that's about 700,000 uh, workers thrown out of work each year for the U.S. today. The intercept in this equation can be taken as an estimate of the natural rate of unemployment, 4.66%. Not that that has anything to do with Keynesian stabilization policy. It's just an interesting uh, side effect of this, this, this research. Regressing current and two-year lagged deficits on the GDP growth rate, we find that deficits lower GDP growth and, but that it takes up to two years for this effect to manifest itself. The very low R-square of about 11% indicates that numerous other factors influence or determine GDP growth apart from the deficit. Explaining the standard devi deviation of unemployment with the standard deviation of the deficit shows that greater volatility in one increases volatility in the other. And this is the idea that if you increase the deficit, it should cause this standard deviation to go down if it's really stabilizing. 
Now, higher instability for the unemployment rate actually could be a good thing if, in fact, larger deficits lowered unemployment. It would be good to see it going down by a larger amount. Unfortunately, we've already found that larger deficits bring about higher unemployment. So higher volatility in unemployment is certainly not, not a good, good uh, side effect in this context. Right, since the increased volatility is in the wrong direction, it turns out to be a very bad thing. Finally, regressing the current deficit on the change in unemployment over four years, we find that deficits have a protracted positive impact on unemployment four years later. I freely admit that I was not a great fan of Keynesian stabilization policy to begin with, which, you know, I mean, does that surprise anybody? (laughs) Stimulus government spending or monetary expansion may have short-run benefits, as Austrian business cycle theory predicts, but it seems clear that their persistent long-term effects are all detrimental. Attempts to stabilize expenditure appear to be inherently destabilizing, resulting in greater unemployment permanently lost income and output, and lower long-term GDP growth. Thank you.